0: You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast.
1: Everybody, welcome back to episode 79 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big calls since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in Matt Black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. As usual, I have my co-host with me, Ross. Ross, how are you today?
0: I am doing all right my friend uh, had a long weekend of some really good hockey just uh, now just hanging out trying to relax and recover because I got uh, another weekend ahead of me of uh, of hockey so no complaints doing pretty good my body's feeling a little old today though so uh, yeah other than that living the dream hanging out got my uh, dogs asleep at my feet so no complaints today.
1: That's good. How um, are you? You know, I can't complain. Uh, thankfully, like you, I say thankfully, we are open for hockey in Dallas as well. We had a major tournament here last weekend. We have another major tournament here this coming up weekend. So, kind of like you, I mean, I, Mondays are my quote-unquote days off. I think this is my first day not on the ice, and I believe it was 19 or 20 days. It was, it was something insane.
0: No, thank you.
1: Yeah. No, I it was I so I took Thanksgiving off and then I was back I guess after. So I think I think I did the math yesterday. It was somewhere between fifteen and twenty of straight Oof. reffing. Uh so I got a nice day off today. I'm pumped about it. I didn't have to stay. But I want to hear about your weekend because I think by now everybody's seen the uh video on Facebook that somehow served. Yeah,
0: I I got I got sniped. Um <laughs> First of all, I'm going to start, I, uh, tonight I decided to rock my OG Tampa Bay Lightning nice. third jersey, what I wish we would have gotten in the uh, reverse retro. I think we all the wish awful, they would have done that. Awful lightning bolts on the arms. <laughs> Anywho. So yeah, um, this weekend uh, we were fortunate enough for the Florida Alliance, which is the state's only AAA program. That I'm aware of. Um, they are the tier one AAA program in Florida. They have basically what they do is they take the best players from all over the state
1: mm-hmm.
0: and form a team um, to compete at the tier one AAA level. And this weekend, we had f- four of the top 10 U16 teams in the country here in Tampa. Um, they played all the games at Amelie Arena. That's which sick. is the home of the Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. So I got to skate two on Friday, two on Saturday, and two on Sunday. The teams that were here, we had obviously the Florida Alliance. We had Detroit Honey Baked. Oh Detroit CompuWare. Oh my goodness. And we had um a prep school from Rochester, New York as well. Um So, on Friday, I got to ref Honey Baked and, um, I'm sorry, I got to referee the, uh, was it Honey Baked? Yeah, so Honey Baked and the prep school team. Okay. And right off the rip, play comes into my zone, which was the far end from the video. And the kids skating around the boards um, caught an edge. And just obviously the ice was wet and just came flying and basically rolled up my leg. And luckily I pivoted quick enough, but I still felt a pop on the outside of my knee. Mm -hmm. And then I went down and I laid there for what felt like forever um, because I was like, Oh God, I, I, I didn't want to get up and put on any weight on it because I, I just thought my knee was done. I just, I had this weird feeling just with the pop and the way I went down. It's like, oh, geez, here we go. Meanwhile, after the game, my partner, says, uh, who Chris Mariner, our state supervisor, who we have had on the podcast, Chris goes, so um, my first thought wasn't, man, I hope Ross is okay.
1: It was, fuck, I really hope I don't have to do this three man. You know what? I honestly respect him for that because I've definitely said that many of times before, but I, uh, so they, they blew the play dead.
0: I slowly got up, put weight on it. It's like, okay, it's, it's not gone, but the rest of the weekend and even still today, like the outside of my knee hurts. Yeah. So, um, I'm probably going to go get it looked at one day this week. But uh, the second game on Friday, the Florida Alliance beat Compuware five to one.
1: Holy smokes!
0: Like, and I it's like it was one of those things like never in a million years did I think a team from Florida would be able to compete on that sort of level with with these kids. Now I was just
1: say I've seen them before in Dallas, and I mean mm-hmm. they've competed, but they've never I I would say stood out to me. Well apparently um they're
0: number three or four in the nation right now. Wow. Ranked wise. That's I mean who does these rankings I don't know, but I, yeah. I think by record they're like third or fourth in the country. So they uh they beat CompuWare. They lost to Honey Baked. And I think they beat the prep school team. Yeah. So um, that weekend. No, not at all. Uh and then um we had on Saturday or Sunday a couple really competitive games. Um I think the best was the honey baked and the prep school team played each other and uh the prep school team beat them. Um I think it was three to two. Not and bad at all. They were all sorts of psyched because I don't think they'd beaten be Honey Baked yet <laughs> this year. So it was fun. Like, overall, the quality with hockey was amazing. Um, I was talking to uh, the guy that runs the Florida Alliance, and he said there were scouts there all weekend because this is their draft year for whether it be major junior or going to the USHL or the NAL.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, all these kids were getting looked at and um one nice thing was he said that uh everyone was happy with the officiating everyone said um it was some of the best they've they've had all season which made us feel good cuz um we uh we scheduled the best referees we have in the area to work these games obviously um so that was good they're going to work on in the future doing more, like get the lightning, the people with the lightning that were there watching the games were like, shit, we need to bring these, you know, teams down more often. Yeah. So I I think it's going to start being a yearly thing or a multiple year time, a year thing where they bring them in for a couple of weekends and skate in Amelie.
1: Yeah. I I, I know the stars do something along those lines because like Florida, we only have the one tier one team. And so it started off with like you know three or four teams would come down for a weekend, and now it's, I mean three four years down the road, it's Dallas is kind of the place to go for a tier yep. one team. So yeah,
0: so that's kind of what we want to have happen here. We bring in because I was saying to allies like, man, we really got to try to bring in uh, like eight ten of these teams, mm-hmm. bring in a few referees, like you know, make a weekend of it for the refs and the players, maybe even use it for some referee development, but uh, which he seemed to be on board with. So it was exciting. Like it was the best youth hockey I've worked in a very long time. Cause most of these kids on those teams are all going to go play. I'd say at minimum in the NA and then all. Yeah. Like, I mean, there will be guys that go to the NA three, but most of them are either going to go to the NA there are a few kids that, like, USHL ready that were out there playing.
1: Which so just makes fun. our lives a lot more fun. Oh,
0: my goodness. It it was so easy. Yeah, because like, they, just, they just play
1: hockey. Blow the whistle.
0: They stop. You yep. call a penalty. They go to the box. A couple of the kids, you know, got a little mouthy. But for the most part, it was like, this is awesome. This is like working – much higher level than really what it is. Cause these kids actually get it and then yeah, the it's... coaches get it too. So like even the little things of, you know, like in a, in your normal run of the mill, U 16 game, you're doing your line change procedure. Everyone's looking at you like, what the F are you doing? Yep. These games, they were, the home teams are taking
1: advantage of, um, last change, the line change. Yeah. Yeah. It's so th- those weekends, I mean, we in Dallas, I think we've had like three or four like strictly triple A weekends and they're just the best to work because like mm-hmm. they get it. You can treat them like it's an actual hockey game and they get it, which is yep. huge. Yep. Yes, it is. But one other thing that I want to know is, I guess it would have been two episodes ago now, the cover picture was you escorting a coach off the ice. Yes. And you sent me the video, and the video is absolutely hilarious. We'll definitely put it into the podcast. Um, But I want to know the story from your side of it.
2: Stolen away and right back. It's Huntsville. Girdler ahead. Oh, now he never got the shot off. Penalty coming up. Snakes are going to get called. As Jinjera Took a little swipe at one of the Havoc players, and then... He got talking to a little bit by Singleton, and we—he's got, called a penalty shot. Wow, I, I didn't see that. I well, wait a minute. Let's make sure. I well, everybody's the way they're lining up. Baylor's having words with Singleton. Oh, there oh, goes the shot. Jerome Bouchard is on the ice. And he he threw, just took the water bottle, heaved it, and now he is just livid. He's called the penalty shot, I believe here, is what the problem is. And Jerome Bichotte is, take your hands off me. This suit I just got. Hmm. Well, he Jerome tossed Bichotte. the water bottle
0: from the bench and almost hit the official and then came over the wall.
2: And he is getting his money's worth here. He wants to have a word with the, with the official. The official just says, now just watch you get out of here, it's gone. Head coach Jerome, boom, boom, is shut. Now wants to pick, pick up, up the that puck. puck. He wants the puck. <laughs> in his pocket. Puck in pocket. Well, Brad Prefontaine will take over. You know what? This is something that's been boiling over for a while. And, you know.
0: Um, I guess the statute of limitations is up on this event. It was like, oh, man, five. It must have been six years ago, five years ago. Um, maybe even longer. Anyway, so this is when I was working full-time in the SPHL. Um, It was actually a wild night because I know – I remember in talking to our supervisor after the game that um, one of the referees ended up in a ditch that night. Um, I'm trying to remember what else happened, but it was just a goofy night all around for everybody. So I'm in Huntsville. And the Huntsville Havoc are playing the Columbus Cottonmouths. So I don't remember what the score was, um, but there is a play. I think it was a two on one, and a uh, guy gets fouled from behind. Uh, Hun- Huntsville guy gets fouled from behind. The announcer's thinking the referee is calling a penalty shot. He wasn't. Just called a hook. No big deal. So then, like, guys just coming together, whatever, and then the coach of um, Columbus, Jerome Boom Boom Bouchard, who's a fantastic guy. I, I love Jerome. He's definitely one of my favorite coaches that I ever got to interact with while working in ESP. He's just losing his mind, like, going nuts on the ref, on something that's clearly a penalty. Now, I will say this. I think his mentality behind it, they were losing. Okay. And he was trying to get his team fired up. So that's the hill he decided to die on that night. That's, yeah. So, like, he's going nuts on the bench. So I skate down. Like, so me and my partner go over towards the penalty box side because we were getting the guy off the ice. A couple of players went that way. Then I see behind me a couple of players are coming together. So I go back that way. Then I go to get between the benches. Jerome's up there, which, if you watch in the video, he's standing there. He's got <laughs> the Jesus pose going on. And then here comes the water bottle. So he throws the water bottle on the ice. And the referee's like, okay, enough. You're gone. So then Jerome who just a few months prior had had heart surgery like open heart surgery. He's got a big old zipper on his chest, the whole bit. We talked to him at training camp about it. He jumps on the ice and I'm the closest guy. So I grab him and in my head, I'm like, he's going to have a heart attack. (laughs) Like he needs to calm down or I'm going to, he's going to (laughs) die. Like. So I'm like, Jerome, you need to calm down. Like, you just had heart surgery. You need to calm down. So I'm like, we got to get off the ice. So, I'm, you know, I'm guiding him off the ice. And then we skate by the puck. Or I skate by, he walks by the puck. Because I'm taking the puck with me. I'm like, what? No. So I reached down to get it and he got it before me. So he's like, screw you. I'm taking my ball and going home. And then, uh, so then he get, we get him off the ice and uh, we, resume, we go to resume play. And he's standing down by the door, which he can't do because he got nope. thrown out. Yep. And uh, so then we had to ask security to, uh, to escort him out. Yikes. And if I remember correctly, he ended up in the stands.
1: I mean, you later might have well been in the game. the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At, the, at so that point, just, you're already there. It was wild. Um, Definitely one of the more interesting moments of of my time working the Southern
1: Pro League. I mean, that's the only... I don't... It's leagues like that where that's the stuff that comes out, and you're just like, I love it. Like, this is hockey. I love it. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love that shit. Well, the passion.
0: Like... He didn't have to do that. Like no. he was just trying to get his team fired up. And if I remember correctly, they at least came back and tied the game. I don't remember if they won or not. It was Oh, so, so they ago. at
1: least got a point out of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, then it's and just done. Prior,
0: well, yeah, and prior to that, I do remember that they were playing like absolute dog crap. That so he, that during the game.
1: So he didn't even want to be there. He was like, "Oh, well, you know, let's let's just get tossed. I like that."
0: Yeah, let's see what happens.
1: <laughs> just just Now I cannot Della.
0: confirm or deny that there was another coach in the league that we just threw out because nobody liked him.
1: No, that's I mean,
0: that's <laughs> different. We'd uh so um I remember one night specifically. I I won't name the team that it was, but we were in Knoxville. It was not the Knoxville team. We loved their coach; he was a good dude. So the captain of the other team, the team whose coaches was a pain in the butt, came to us. He's like, "Can you just throw him out tonight?" He goes, "He was an asshole to us on the bus the whole ride here. Like, we're just we we really don't want to deal with him. Can you throw him out?" And we were just like, okay, yeah, whatever. We'll do what we can. And early, like about halfway through the first period, something happened, and he started going, and I want to say the referee didn't even give him the bench minor. He just tossed him. Just said, see you later. <laughs> yep, see ya. I love it. And that. I remember getting back to the room and having a text message, all, all three of us having a text message on our phone from our our boss – well, both of our bosses basically saying good boys. We're <laughs> throwing them out. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then, well, since we're, you know, continuing in story time and I, I mentioned Knoxville, a couple weeks later, I, I have a game there where I fell like four or five times. First period, I went down three times. Yikes. Like, yeah, it was bad. So after the first period, I, I get my, my skates sharpened. Because I don't know, like my I, I just remember I think it was my right foot. I had no outside edge on. You think and that was, was the issue? Yeah, it was okay. a skate. It was a skate issue. Well, once in the period I did get taken out. Like it wasn't my fault. Guy plowed me. I was like, whatever. So then in the second period, I fall again. And uh, oh my god. So I hear from the bench. Ross, three's funny, four's ridiculous. <laughs> and then in between the second and third, uh, the Knoxville coach comes in with a bottle of moonshine. Like, here, dude. <laughs> it was weird dying. It was so funny.
1: Holy smokes.
0: So, yeah. Okay, uh, enough story time from <laughs> Ross tonight.
1: I mean, they're always good stories because – in the, in the minor pros, you, you see everything and, and here oh, ain't,
0: ain't that the truth, but yeah, I'll, I'll never forget Jerome jumping on the ice. And my initial reaction was, Oh my God, this guy's going to have a heart attack and I'm going to have to give him
1: CPR on the ice. Yeah. I just, over, over a hooking <laughs> minor. I, it was funny. I saw the picture. I was like, okay, like definitely have to use this one. And then it's like, I need to know the full story behind this. Like why is a linesman well, escorting a coach off the ice? Because I,
0: I've had that video in my OneDrive since it happened.
1: Oh, yeah. That's something you keep. Yeah, for sure. Because that will never happen again. And one no. day when you're well, 75. Not, well, may, maybe not to me, but. Yeah. But when you're 75 teaching the seminars, you'll be like, hey, kids, back in the day. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, for this episode, we're really going to just hit on the World Juniors because those are, I believe now, two weeks away. Um, they're actually 10 days away, so less than two weeks away. So really quickly, this week's episode, we're going to do a Group A preview, which is Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovaks, and Germany playing in Edmonton, their Group A. Uh, group B will do, I guess it would be next week, so the week kind of right before the tournament, also right before Christmas.
0: Wait, U.S. and Canada aren't in the same group?
1: No, because it goes by how you finished the year prior. So oh, okay. Canada being first, I think I think the U.S. – no, the U.S. didn't even medal last year because the U.S. Whoa. came in as – I would, they would have to be – oh, no, they might have won bronze. Because they might be the third seed. No, because Canada is gotcha. third seed. The US and might we, even be like fourth seed, fifth seed. I can't remember off the okay. top of my head. Because it goes Canada's one seed because they won. Finland's three. Switzerland, five. Slovak, seven. Germany, nine.
0: So USA is either two or four. Yes. Probably four because they didn't medal.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I, I honestly, I didn't even look at Group B. Um, just because we weren't going to talk yeah. about them today, but really quickly before we get into the previews, um, the European teams apparently had some trouble getting over into Edmonton because airplane issues. Yeah, so they hired the IIHF hired a charter flight company to bring these guys over. Apparently, somebody along the way didn't account for personal luggage in amongst all of the three European teams that were coming over. Um, it was the Finn, Sweden, Russians. So there's 25 guys on each team plus team staff. Uh, they were delayed four hours because they were going to have to put luggage into the aisles because – Are I, all some, the teams
0: on one plane?
1: It, it, yeah, which – Doesn't really make sense if you're trying to keep them COVID safe, but again, like. Well, I mean, if they all tested negative, that's one thing, but. Yeah, but yeah, they have, apparently they were trying to take two planes over. Um, So what ended up happening was they were delayed four hours and eventually a cargo plane was brought in to carry the equipment over, but it gets better. The plane that they were in didn't have the capacity to fly nonstop from I believe it was Helsinki all the way mm-hmm. to Edmonton, so it had to stop two times, once in Iceland and then once in Goose Bay, Labrador, although like just to get into Edmonton so oh wow the uh The three teams that were on that flight had a fun time, and apparently the charter for the Czechs, Slovaks, and Austrians is on hold in Vienna because the plane is too small and there's not enough room for luggage. Jesus. So just getting over into North America for these European teams have been a fun one to say the least. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious at the end of the tournament if they all three get to fly back on the same flight as well because if something happens during the tournament, now I say that nothing generally does, but... Who knows how that plane ride could be on the way home? But that is just—I mean, to me—is mind blowing. I don't—I, I don't know why you would put three teams on one plane. Yeah, because each each roster is twenty-five guys plus your team staff, so a little—I uh, guess—bump in the road for those three teams and a little oopsie from the double IHF, which does not happen often, if ever. But. Mm -hmm. It happens. And uh, a little fun fact, the 30 of 31 active NHL teams are being represented. The only team not to be represented is the St. Louis Blues, which if I'm a Blues fan, I'm a little bit worried because these kids are going to be in the National Hockey League one day, um, or 99% of these kids, I would say, are going to be in the National Hockey League one day. And to not have a single prospect playing in the tournament, I mean, I don't think that means anything bad for the team, but maybe they're not drafting well. I don't know. But the Kings also lead uh, the amount of prospects with nine guys playing in the league or playing in the world juniors that are drafted by the Kings, which leads all other teams. I think Detroit was second with, like, eight. So... Kings obviously have a very, very deep prospect pool. If you're a Kings fan, it'll be, it, this will be a fun tournament to see all these guys. But I think we have to jump right into a Group A preview. As I mentioned earlier, we have Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Germany. We're going to start with the hosts in Canada. These guys are all playing in the Edmonton bubble to start. Um, the Canadian team all but one player is drafted. So wow. a lot of them obviously went first, second round. The only player not drafted is goaltender Tyler Gutierrez, as I believe how you say his name. And he is not drafted because he is eligible to be drafted in 2021. So, or no, sorry. Yeah. 2021. So next year's NHL draft, I believe he's right now slated as the backup goaltender for team Canada. Um, which at I guess he would be seventeen, maybe eighteen, I mean that's that's pretty awesome of him uh Canada is obviously coming back after winning last year over in the Czech Republic. They haven't gone back to back since two thousand and eight oh nine where they had like their streak of nine in a row, so I'll be interested to see if they can go back-to-back. I think they have high potential because they have six returning players, and I think the biggest, biggest, biggest factor is Kirby Doc is playing for Team Canada. Okay. You might recognize that name because he absolutely tore up the NHL last year with the Chicago Blackhawks. He put up, like, oh, he... 50 points. Really? And he's yeah. playing in the World Juniors? I mean, Chicago <laughs> said, hey, you're not playing. You might as well, right? Like, Whereas the the Rangers were told Lafayette, sorry, you're staying home. <laughs> correct, which, I mean, if, if Canada was able to have him, that would be mind-blowing. Um, but Canada has six returning players that obviously are looking to defend. I mean, looking at the Canada roster, you look at, all 25 of those kids. And you're like, yeah, you're going to play in the national league one day, um, probably sooner rather than later. I think Canada's looking best out of group a, uh, after doing what research I did and what I could find, obviously being Canadian, I'm going to root for the Canadians. I hope they win. I want them to take gold, but we will see, obviously, um, Finland, as well, is in Group A. They have seventeen players drafted, and then seven seven of the players that are not drafted are eligible in the twenty one draft to get drafted. And they even have a kid. Get ready for this—that is eligible to be drafted in twenty twenty two. Guess what year? Oh, he was, is he a sixteen year old? Guess what year he was born? Two
0: thousand seven.
1: Two thousand and four, if my math is correct.
0: Yeah, that that's right. It'd be yeah. 04, not 05 or Which? Cuz the kids this past weekend that I drafted were all 2005s and I was yeah. just like that's the year I graduated high school.
1: Like my my it's funny like my theory is like when I saw like eligible to be drafted in 2022 like I was like I was like 7 when this kid was born. Like I was watching the Flames in Tampa play for the Cop back in 04 when this kid <laughs> was born. I was like like it was, it was mind-blowing to me. Um, and, and who won that cup? Uh, the Calgary Flames in Game 6, actually. I, uh, um, I, got, I got a picture that says otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the, the NHL just... I, I think they don't want Canadian teams to win it. Not my uh, Stanley Cup champions? They're, 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 trying to grow the, uh, they're trying to grow the game down south. <laughs> um, that, to this day, is still going to be controversial. But back to <laughs> Finland... They last year came fourth place, which for the finish is, I would say, disappointing at best. Um, They're really looking for a medal. And I I think if you're Finland, you kind of come in with the expectation with Canada of, hey, we're going to medal or we're going to have a chance to medal. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at group A, Finland's. Well,
0: really, when you think about it, it's USA, Canada, Sweden, Finland, and Russia correct that are and all the, the other teams
1: the, are there yeah yeah um finland's gonna be the only real stiff competition for canada i mean if it, it in the group play to say the least i mean switzerland Slovaks, and germany will get to them later um mm-hmm. i just i mean look canada and finland are going to be one two in that uh, group whether it's Finland you know it's it's going to come down to whoever wins Finland Canada um, but I, I think Finland put themselves in a decent place that they're able to come out and you know get first or second in, in the group play a so-so team in the quarters get to the semis and you know once you're in the semis you're one game away from at least a medal hopefully mm-hmm. Um moving on to switzerland now i noticed doing this a lot of the european teams except for finland a lot of their players are draft eligible in 2021 only um mm-hmm. so finland so they're the whole, running the young kids correct so finland's every single player on the roster is eligible in 2021 so next year's NHL draft. Um, They only have three returning forwards from last year, which I don't think means a whole lot in this tournament personally, Um, just because this tournament, I mean, every year, there's some new kid, some young stud that comes out and plays really well. But I – obviously, I don't think Switzerland's going to take first or second in the group, but after last year – they made it all the way to the quarterfinals, which for Switzerland is not is not bad by any means. Um, I see them taking like third or fourth in the in the group, and, and I mean a, avoiding relegation. Well, but, they'll definitely be competitive. Yeah, and that's really I mean, all that matters. That, yeah, exactly. They'll be competitive. They'll make it to the quarterfinals. They'll make it a game, hopefully in the quarterfinals uh, for whoever they play against. there will be somebody from Group B, but. Uh, another big name that we have coming is the Slovaks, and I think right now a lot are of people the, are they the sleeper in that group? They're the underdogs of Group A. Um, but here's the issue: last year they played, in in the I guess this is the top ten, you know, the the elite division, mm-hmm. and the only team they beat was Kazakhstan. Oh. Kazakhstan's not in this year's tournament because they got relegated.
0: They got relegated.
1: So it's it'll be interesting for the Slovaks. I mean, they have two. There's no players. relegation this year, right? Correct. There's no relegation because of COVID. Yeah, because there's no. I guess Division One, Division Two, World Juniors. So there's nobody to come mm. up. So nobody gets to come down. So if you're the Slovaks, you're kind of thinking, okay, like this is. This is good for us because they have uh, 25 of their players are eligible to be drafted in 2021. Two of them are able to be drafted in 2022, and they only have two drafted players currently. Um, If you do the math there, that is three too many players to have on the roster. So Mm -hmm. they still have roster cuts to make. I don't know when they are finalized or when they have to be finalized, but they still have three cuts. As we mentioned, yeah, they are the underdogs, but I think if they can put it together and squeak out wins against Germany and Switzerland, I mean, you Mm -hmm. get to the third spot in Group A, going over to the crossover quarterfinals, that means they're playing the second-place team. So, I mean, they have an uphill battle, but I think if they can get to third they might have a outside shot at uh a semifinal game instead of you know okay. just getting avoiding relegation but for this year i mean look if if the slovaks win awesome if i mean they they they're not a medal contender but they're they're definitely an underdog to say the least gotcha last but not least we have germany so weren't Weren't they a big
0: surprise last year?
1: Yes. So everybody's calling Germany the dark horse this year because they they obviously were the underdog, I I would say, last year. They shocked one or two teams. They won. They made it to the the quarters. They got beat, but, I mean, hey, for Germany to make it to the quarters after I believe it was like their first or second time back in the – elite division is what i think they're calling it like the elites um since oh nine i mean that's not a bad showing by any means so they're they're obviously facing tougher competition than last year uh because last year i believe they were in group b it was an easier easier group um but they're i would say they're metal hunting this year I think they are coming in with the expectation of, Hey, like, Hey, we surprised
0: some people. Let's see if we can do it again.
1: Yeah. And, and from, from everything I was reading, um, Germany is super up and coming with their junior program. So apparently even, even 10, 15 years ago, it was non-existent and now they're turning into one of the better junior programs for prospects, like national junior programs in all of Europe. They are a very young team as 23 of the players are eligible to be drafted in 2021. Um, Two of them have already been drafted, which to me doesn't say a whole lot, but they are a young team and they will definitely rely heavy on their top line for a lot of their offense because their top line is three returners from last year that generated a ton of offense. And I think that's going to be a, like a massive, massive amount of Germany's offense this year is just that top line. And if they're firing on all cylinders and they can squeak out wins against the Slovaks and Switzerland, I mean, they're looking at third place there. Who knows? They might even be able to compete against Finland and Canada. I really hope they can. Um, but that was the super super quickest rundown I could give. Uh from okay. all of my all of my spark notes that I took. So, nice. group A predictions. For me, I got Canada going number 1, Finland 2, Germany I got 3, the okay. Swiss I have 4 and the Slovaks I have in 5th. Makes sense. So, the only toss up is obviously Canada and Finland are 1 and 2. Like they're it's kind of locked in that these guys are 1 and 2. I think it's almost locked in that Germany's three or four. And then when you look at Swiss, the Swiss and Slovakia, they're, I think the Swiss should be fourth. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's the World Juniors. It's junior hockey. Anybody that knows 16, 18, 17, 19-year-old kids are unpredictable. Yep. And, hey, you know what? Slovaks come out and say – we got nothing to lose so screw it and they end up playing really well swiss don't i mean slovaks could take fourth but yeah i think it's very 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 unlikely but
0: well
1: like you said these these are young
0: kids like you have a couple of adults but most mm-hmm. of them are still kids so yeah like you just never know And then anything could happen. Clearly the Canadian team has the most talent in the group. They're all Mm -hmm. drafted. Yeah. But one goaltender.
1: Because he's probably
0: be drafted. If he's not drafted first
1: round, I would be surprised.
0: But it's just one of those things like it's going to be fun to watch. It always is. Um, And then we have obviously the officiating staff is all Canadian. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I think one or two guys on the officiating staff that work the coast. Yeah. I'm not um, sure. about yeah, that. Tarrington. I worked with last year. He's a good kid. He's a linesman. Um, he's there or going there. Maybe I'll try to get him on after the world juniors to, uh, to talk about it. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, we have a we have a few hookups I think that are there. So that would be
0: for sure. That would
1: be awesome if we can get them on. But obviously, yeah, like you said, with with junior hockey, I mean, like we've seen it before. I think it was two or three years ago. I think Canada beat Swiss one nothing because Switzerland's goaltender had like sixty four saves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was one of those games where you're walking in as Canada, and it's like, okay, Canada's gonna win this hockey well- game.
0: It was like at the Olympics a few years ago, too, where they, uh, I think, was, wasn't was it Latvia They Canada played? Yeah. one one nothing. Yeah, it was like 2-1, uh, yeah. Because Gudleskis, Gouz- who was with the Lightning uh-huh. for a little while, played
1: the game of his life. Yep. So,
0: yeah. you get a hot goaltender, who knows what could happen.
1: Yeah, you get a hot goaltender, you get one line that's just absolutely buzzing, I mean – that I, I think that's what makes the World Junior so great is, look, these are the best of the best, and it's like they, they, don't, they, they don't have a care in the world when they play. They, perf, they play freely. It's, it's just a fun tournament to watch. If you haven't ever watched it, I would 10 out of 10 recommend it mm-hmm. because it is, I mean, e, you know, e, even in the games that are blowouts, I mean, it's still entertaining hockey and for sure i think now we're seeing a lot less of the blowouts i think you know 10 years ago it was canada u.s russia finland sweden and now it's more like hey like who knows maybe germany has a shot yeah, Maybe there's well as
0: obviously as the game's progressing you know more teams are competing just because mm-hmm. of how global the game is and how well it, the, the kids are getting coached and all that worldwide so pretty awesome when you yeah i
1: mean it. i i don't disagree at all but that is really all i have for this episode except for our normal plugs of ross hit us with the Teen oh yeah Stripes if, Academy. Uh,
0: if you're looking to improve on your officiating you're new to it uh you've been doing it 20 years doesn't matter you can always learn um Team Stripes Academy is the master course from the legendary Don Koharski, who's an awesome guy. I have the, uh, the, the fortune, I'm fortunate enough to, to have met him quite a few times. Uh, great person, great teacher, great referee. Um, and it's him and his brother, Terry and, uh, Jamie and, uh, some of the other, uh, Team Stripes guys. So, Definitely check that out if that's something that you're, uh, you're interested in and trying
1: to get better as an official. And I, I think this is something we've actually never mentioned, but where you can find that is on the Team Stripes website at goteamstripes.com. Uh, on that website, you'll be able to find all of the tons of new merch that we just dropped with new or newer, newer alternate logos, whatever you want to call them. Um, we're not necessarily replacing the old one. We're just adding newer designs. My merchandise that I bought is hopefully here tomorrow or the day you guys are listening. Uh, fingers crossed because I'm so excited for it.
0: Yeah, I got to order some stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stuff is amazing. The logos, uh, We I think there's like three or four different variations of logos. and. Cool. They are all amazing. The person that worked on them worked extremely hard on them. Uh, she, she, I mean, she spent so much time just trying to figure it out, working on it. So, a huge thank you to her. And then, as usual, what we've been pushing the past few weeks is our YouTube channel. We are at 974 uh, subscribers as of wow, right now. Wow, we picked up a few. Yes, we did. So, if you're so, good at
0: math. Do, do we. Do we make the announcement? No, actually no no no. I'm not going no, oh, no. I'm not we'll going to share yet. We'll wait. I'm not uh, going to share yet. No, we, uh, let me just say um a friend of mine is being uh, extremely generous um with with what our uh, our prize for the winner
1: of the giveaway is going to be. And I'm jealous that I can't win it if we're being honest. I know, right? um but so
0: am i trust me
1: oh one thousand percent but so we are only 26 subscribers away if we can get that before christmas guys that would be huge for us um and obviously if you're one of the thousand subscribers no matter when you subscribe whether it was day one or you subscribe today tomorrow if you're one if of your number thousand, one or number one thousand yep. or
0: anywhere in between you have a chance. Um, you all have a chance of, of winning this prize.
1: So do that. Check out our merch. And as always, thank you to our amazing sponsors at Acme Whistles. Uh, the Matt Black, as I say, every single week we have them in our store. They have the Team Stripes logo on them. They are awesome. I love mine. Everybody that I see with a Matt Black one, I mean, everybody loves their Matt Black Whistles. And yep. you know what? If Matt Black's not for you, we also have, I, would, I guess, the chrome finish. Yep. I, I, just the normal chrome finish, silver ones. Those are really nice as well. Uh, all of this, go to our, our website at goteamstripes.com. You'll be able to find everything. And if not, shoot us a message. We will figure it out for you because that's what we're here for. Sounds good, buddy. All right. So with that, this episode, episode 79 is wrapped up. So see you guys next week and stay safe.